leasehold properties being abolished? Let's find out some more, shall we? Whether you're at the beginning of your property journey, looking to enter the market, or a seasoned professional seeking new strategies and insights, this podcast is your one-stop resource for all things property investment. Welcome to the Property Investors Network podcast. Let's embark on this exciting journey together and make your property investment dreams a reality. Hello, my name is Mark Fitzgerald. It's great to have you joining us here at the Property Investor Network podcast. So we had the King's speech the other day, did we not? King Charles III uh, read out the uh, reform bill that is put together by the government, um, but it had some very, very interesting topics on there. And one of the ones that I want to touch on today was the leasehold uh, being abolished. So For people that don't know what leasehold is, sometimes when you have different properties out there, predominantly flats more than anything else, but there are a lot of uh, people that have leaseholds on properties, but flats are an easy one to show you an example one. You have a big building, so say it's a block of 10 flats. What you normally then have is a freehold on the block, which is owned by somebody, and then each flat has its own lease, which is a leasehold. So fundamentally, you normally have the block is owned by a company or a person or something like that, people pay a ground fee for leasing their properties inside of that building. And the government now are saying that leasehold will or will be abolished going forward, which is interesting and it can be very good as well. Now, some people have taken the mickey when it comes to using leaseholds um, on properties. And a lot of new builders, so new property builders, instead of having the properties, each house, and we're talking houses now, on a new development as freehold properties, so i.e. you buy the house, you buy the bit of land that the house is sat on, you have your borders and everything, and that's the, you're the freehold owner of that property. They have been building properties and making them leasehold so that they can then go off and sell the freehold to other businesses or business owners or people, in which case then whoever bought the house that was a leasehold house, which should have been a freehold, then had to pay a yearly fee or maybe a couple of yearly fees. Can, can be done you know, every half year, can be done every 12 months, but you pay a fee for leasing the ground. Okay, And that is wrong. In my opinion, that is wrong. Now, I bought a property that is a leasehold property. Now, it's a house and it has another house next door. But what happened was the garage for my house is, is under the other house, is under the house that's next door. So I have to then pay them a lease fee for the garage, okay? Because the garage is on their plot of land, I've got freehold of the house, but the garage is a lease. I had to pay, uh, I think it was about 75 pounds a year or something for leasing of the garage land, if you like, okay? Now that's all right, because that is, re- ideally, that you'd, you'd want it to be separate, but because of the way it was, that didn't really bother me, you know, it, it made sense actually that I'm basically paying for having my garage on, on their land, on their property. Now you have a contract with that, so you have certain rights and things, there's certain things I can't do to the garage because of course it's somebody else's building as well. Um, but then a garage is a garage, so you either put your car in it or you just store loads of junk in it, don't you? Uh, I think it did both, but um, 
that is another way you can use uh, leaseholds and things. So when they're abolishing it, how will it work with apartments? You know, houses, it's quite it's quite simple. Normally you have your boundaries around things, unless like I say, they're all on top of each other. And a leasehold in that instance, I believe will still be a leasehold uh, in the sense that you would still probably pay some sort of fee to, to uh, have you know, uh, access to that property, but it might be done as a percentage. So that property with the garage could actually be in a business, let's say for argument's sake, you could put it in a business um, and then it could basically just, you just have a percentage. So I could have maybe 10% of that business, which is my garage, which I can then sell my 10% stake, which would be the garage uh, on its own if I wanted to. That's the way that things can work, um, potentially going forward. Flats themselves, so again, we'll take our big block of 10 flats. We've got 10 flats in this building. And of course, at the moment, a lot of people would pay a, a fee, would pay uh, a ground rent, so to speak. Um, but the building itself needs to be maintained. Obviously, the roof, the walls, um, you know, there's gas going in there, electrics going in there, all sorts of different things need to be maintained. So what you might actually do in that instance then is when you bought the flat, you would buy the unit itself, but that will be part again, structured under its own freehold. So you would take a percentage of that freehold and maybe then you'd all pay into a pot to make sure that anything's maintained. So you would still have those sort of fees of, of the running costs of the building and things, but you'd probably, you'll have more control on that. Um, and equally to that, you won't have people trying to put, you know, freehold fees up when um, you're trying to pay these things. So it can really get rid of a lot of the bad elements that people take advantage of, um, which we see. And of course, in London, if you're based in London, there's a lot of old houses. I say old houses only because they were massive, you know, old Victorian houses that have been now, you know, total splitted, so to speak, into flats. Um, but there are also a lot of leasehold there. And that's, again, because they're all in one building. Somebody owns the freehold um, and, and, and that's the way it goes. And I've seen houses themselves as well with three flats in. Somebody at the bottom actually owns the bottom flat and they own the freehold. And then it's, they've sold the other um, flats off as leaseholds. So a lot's going to change. It's nothing to be worried about. In fact, I think it's going to be better. It's going to be better for the consumers. It's going to be better for people that are buying properties uh, because they have more control over this. And as I say, it'll stop people from taking the mickey when it comes to uh, leaseholds themselves and doing them when they're not appropriate. Of course, it will also stop developers and things trying to do this to then sell on the freeholds to make money. Um, so, yeah, all in all, it's it's a good decision to make. I know some people have been like, freehold, oh, it's being abolished. What are we going to do when it comes to total splitting a property? Now, if that is your strategy or you're looking at title splitting a property, and I'll just explain to you what that is. So let's just say, and I love title splitting. I'm always looking at uh, title split projects because uh, you can really gain equity, gain value in the property from not really having to do anything. So let's say you took a house that from all intents purposes from the outside, it looked like a house, yet it was separated by three flats, three individual flats having their own front doors, having their own access in and out of the building. Maybe the bottom flat has the, is entitled to the garden. The other flats don't have those, um, but it is set out as three individual flats. Now, sometimes that could still be on a freehold. 
Okay, so you could walk in there and say, what is this property? Is it a leasehold or is it a freehold property? Now, if it says freehold property and that includes everything, then that's brilliant because then you can title split it, okay? So what it might be worth as one property, let's say it's worth 300,000 pounds as one property, but if you were to sell the flats individually, maybe they'd be worth 150 each, you could title split it, and I believe that you will still be able to use this and to title split it as well. You just won't be able to charge a lease fee. So you can split them down into individual units, again, under the structure of having a percentage of the whole property. So you still have responsibility for the whole property. Now, you would have to sign agreements and contracts, and I think that it would be very, very wise to be paying a uh, fee for the manage and the maintenance of the property as well. Why? Because then if something happens, it just gets sorted out. You know, if there's a massive hole in the roof and it's insured and everything, that normally sorts all of that out, but somebody has to pay for the insurance, somebody has to pay the premiums, so you will wanna be budgeting and accounting for those things as well. But if you can separate it into three individual units, all of a sudden then you can actually just gain equity straight away. So in our case, you could make 150,000 pounds just by title splitting the property. So it will be interesting to see how the leasehold um, being abolished affects property investing, affects a few of these strategies and, and what we need to do to actually uh, get over these. Of course, once we know exactly what the government plan and, and what they're going to put into place, which is always great because you hear about these things. And then normally it takes, you know, two, three, four, five years. And all of a sudden it's like, boom, I, I remember, I remember them mentioning that in 2023. We're now in 2026. And it's just like, oh yeah, I forgot all about that. So don't ever panic. Don't ever have a knee-jerk reaction with anything the press say about the property world because nine times out of ten, it's just a first discussion. This is what we're thinking. Then another government comes in, put that on a back burner. We want to focus on this. And then all of a sudden, somebody digs up the paperwork and they start going through the cycles. It has to go through a lot of different channels before anything's put in place. If it's front and foremost in their eyesight, then it could be a lot quicker than that. But predominantly... I always say when, when news comes out, you know, interest rates are doing this, inflation's doing that, uh, leaseholds are doing this, you know, uh, nobody can sell their properties, property market's about to crash and everything. Take it with a pinch of salt. Make sure that you're plugged in to the resources that can give you the information and help you. And of course, the Property Investor Network is great for that. The PIN community is also another fantastic place to be there. People are always putting on a bit of news, a bit of this, a bit of that, uh, to keep people updated. And of course, just make sure that you are the property professional in your area. And if certain legislation, certain rules come into, into effect, listen, we do property investing in the right manner. We do the right deals. You know, we can sleep at night and of course we can pivot as well. Any business that wants to survive and thrive needs to be able to pivot, needs to be able to adjust to its environment. And that's of course what we do. We do not want to get stagnant and just say, well, that's the way it used to be. And that's the way I'm doing things even when things are changing. A lot of the times when things changes, it gives us opportunities that potentially maybe we couldn't tap into before. And of course, people who aren't in the know, 
it makes them scared, it makes them worried, it makes them want to move out of the way, which is always great for us because it just means that we can go in there and do a good job for people. So I hope this episode has helped you. Hope you've enjoyed it. Please feel free to come and join me on the next episodes. Remember to subscribe, to like, to follow, leave your comments in there. Do you agree? Do you not agree? Um, it's all good. It's all good. So let me know what your thoughts are and come and join us in the next episode very soon. You take care and bye for now. Thank you for tuning in to the Property Investors Network podcast. Remember, investing in property is not just about numbers and profits, but also about building communities and creating a lasting impact. You can do this by checking out our website at pinfurtherlearning.co.uk. And of course, look to book onto your local property investors networking event. We are here to help and support you every step of the way, and I look forward to you joining me very soon. Bye for now.